This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. And here we go, here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. A big Monday episode of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. A man who's not losing the black vote. Check it out. Joe Biden down 17 points with black voters. We have no idea why. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. Uh, president throwing another wild pitch over the weekend, referring to LL Cool J at a live event as JL Cool L. We have a president that is clearly not all there. And now the voters are not all there for him. Support plummeting. We're going to get into it at the tippy top of the hour. And Hillary Clinton pouring some political hot sauce on the 2024 race. Hot sauce. Really? Yes. Big day on the show. We're going to discuss it with Arizona Representative Andy Biggs. Brian Brenberg will stop by to talk Bidenomics in the 2 p.m. hour as more Americans now souring on the economy. Uh Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. It is a mess. We'll clean it up, though. 888-788-9910 if you want to be a part of a big Monday episode of the show. 888-788-9910. Agree, disagree, none of it matters. You're all welcome. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. No, ma'am. You could be a Republican. You could be a Democrat. The only thing we ever ask is that you don't be a... There it is. Happy Monday. Boom. And what a big Monday it is going to be. I started off this morning on America's Newsroom. Obviously, uh, getting ready, Fox, priming the pump for the big TV event going down this week on our channel, which is, of course, me hosting Fox News Saturday night this coming Saturday at 10 p.m. I know there's some talk about a debate on Wednesday with the GOP candidates. Yawn! I think all people would agree the big event uh, will be me hosting Fox News Saturday night this Saturday night at 10 p.m. That's true. That is true. No, but of course, you better be watching Fox Wednesday as Dana Perino and Stuart Varney uh, will be moderating the second GOP presidential debate. But that is not the big news of the day. No, nor is the big news of the day that some seats still remain for the taping of my stand-up comedy special on Fox Nation, which is, of course, going to tape Friday night, October the 13th at the Paramount. You can get those tickets at ParamountNewYork.com, NY, ParamountNY, or you can go to Ticketmaster.com. No, that's also not the big news. Uh, I did get the first proof of my book cover, which is coming out in January. You guys know more than the rest of the world, so keep that between us. But that is not the big news. The big news, and everyone knows this if you're anywhere near my orbit, is that today, September the 25th, uh, the greatest woman ever born was born. We're talking about my mom, Marianne (laughs) Fela. Happy birthday to my mom. Uh, happy Lincoln calls her Grammy. Happy birthday to Grammy. Funny, my mom is just a human parade float 
like wherever she goes, there's people following her and throwing lollipops into the crowd, confetti and stuff like that, and balloons. And I, I do mean balloons. She still gets us balloons uh, for our birthdays. We're all in our 40s and 50s in my house. We still get balloons and cookies like we're five uh, because my mom has just an incredible fun motor. Uh, her mom was the same way, and it very much spilled into us and our upbringing, certainly my demon spawn, Lincoln Fela, who once told me when Lincoln was three years old, he once said to me, he goes, Grammy's funner than the whole toy store. And he probably meant it. You know, my mom's great. You hang, she'd, you're three years old. She'd probably let you drive the car. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Feed you within an inch of your life. Uh, Lincoln has been gra- blessed with two phenomenal grandmothers, my mom and, of course, Jenny's mom, Judy. Uh, but, of course, today is my mom's birthday. So shout out to Mary Ann Fallon, who is no way hearing this greeting. She's somewhere half in the bag in a karaoke bar right now singing tequila, if I know my mom. But the point is, happy birthday, Mary Ann. And now we can get on with the damn show, shall we? Okay, so Biden is screwed with black voters now. This is they're in a bad situation. And I want to read this to you because there's all kinds of polling out today. But over the weekends, the most troubling number, the one that matters, the one that's that really does get Democrats over the top in elections is minority support. Okay, we've seen all the polls about two thirds of Democrats don't want him to run again. Seventy two percent of Americans don't think he is mentally fit to hold office. Think about that. The guy in charge right now. 72% of the people don't think he is fit to serve right now. This could be a problem. But understand, if they don't think he's fit to serve right now, that doesn't get better. Like, can that poll number go down? The answer would be no. No, it can only go up. As, As he is exposed to the general public, it will only get worse. And here's a good example of why. So Biden speaking over the weekend... Okay, they were talking about like an anniversary of hip hop and Biden gave a big speech. And I don't remember that ever happening. But it did happen. Uh, here he is talking about the legacy of someone you and I know as LL Cool J, someone he refers to by the wrong name and then ultimately calls him boy. What the hell did you just say? Here it is. I didn't say it. He did. Clip 11. Two of the great artists of our time representing the groundbreaking legacy of hip hop in America. LLJ Cool J. By the way, that boy's got, that man's got biceps bigger than my thighs. I think he's And MC Light, both of you, thank you. Because they both have the light off on the mic, you know, you're, uh, you're all here to listen to the new edition. Mike Bibbins, 40 years producing music that lifts our souls. The man is insane. He's not responsible for himself. He refers to LL Cool J as LL J Cool. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. And then what does he say? He says, that boy, and corrects himself to say, that man. Oh, that man. I meant that man. Okay. Listen, this dude is a mess. Spewing racial rhetoric because, again, he grew up. He's, you know, been in D.C. since 73. He famously bragged about, yeah, I could work across the aisle with segregationists. He eulogized a member of the Ku Klux Klan, Robert Byrd. Look it up. Okay, so you understand when he says, like, that boy, like, that word is in his vocabulary. It's considered racist. But if you're him, you can get out there and say whatever the hell you want. Because when push comes to shove, what the left likes to do is project their racism onto their opponents. The left weaponizes race. 
Whenever they're losing an argument. True story. Whenever they're losing. Well, you know, those guys are racist, you understand. That's why you got to vote for us. Never mind that our policies have led to a historic spike in crime in black inner cities. You know, never mind that we're failing uh, minority students in inner city schools that we're trapping them in because we oppose school choice. Never mind the record level of fentanyl poisoning deaths coming across the border. You know, it's the other guys. They're a bunch of bigots is what I'm telling you. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. But they're not going along anymore. That's the problem. Understand, they can't win an election, cannot win an election without overwhelming support, overwhelming support from the minority community. Tell them like it is. Okay, it's one of the reasons, you know, they're making so many outreach efforts to people coming into this country illegally right now. It's no longer a secret. Like Biden openly says, we're going to increase legal pathways to citizenship for the people sneaking into the country. Not the people who got in line, went through the proper channels, and are now waiting 10 years to get in line. Because they're letting 7 million people cut the line ahead of them. That's not right. No, the people who did things the right way, they're like, well, they respect the rule of law. They're probably going to vote Republican. Okay, it's the other people sneaking into the country and breaking the law. And Biden's like, hey, you know, these people, these people might actually vote for us if we give them, you know. And that's exactly what's going on. It's crazy. Okay, but understand, their polling right now is, if if the election was held today, according to ABC News, Okay, Biden would lose to Trump, Trump, by 10 points. Come on, man. Believe me, not even the people who conducted the poll want to admit that this is real. But let me give you some of the takes on this poll because it is fascinating. Start with Steve Kornacki on Meet the Press. He's an MSNBC political analyst. Clip one. The problem for Democrats, too, the lack of enthusiasm about the election there's clearly a lack of enthusiasm about the president himself because we asked primary voters on the Democratic side, do you want options next year besides Biden? 59% said yes, they do. This is not a normal number for an incumbent. We asked the same question a year before Donald Trump sought re-election of Republicans. Only 37% wanted more choices then. That's a very high number. Okay, you understand? 59% of Democrats want another choice. Biden sucks. What they're telling you. Okay, let me give you a little more. Okay, Kristen Welker, also on Meet the Press, clip two. This, as our new poll shows, the president's approval among black voters is down 17 points since the first year of his presidency. Mr. Biden is also down by double digits among Latinos, voters without a college degree and independents. And as we mentioned, 59 percent of Democratic primary voters tell us they want to see a challenger to President Biden. They want to see a challenger to President Biden. Okay, and understand, did you hear that number? 17 points. Okay amongst black uh, uh, black voters, 18 points amongst Latinos right now. Okay, these two factions are what swing elections to Democrats. And nobody in those communities wants to support this guy anymore because there's no deliverable. There's no deliverable. So what is he going to deliver to them? Are they in a position right now where the economy is helping black Americans? The answer would be no. Or Latino Americans, just to be clear? The answer would be no. Well, actually, you know what? Let's big box this thing. Is the economy helping any Americans? The answer would be no. No, it's not. That's just reality, okay? And the problem in the Democratic Party, and this matters, is in the era of identity politics, 
they really do, you know, segregate us in terms of thought, in terms of values, when the truth is we're all the same. Okay, we are so far past race in this country because we integrated society, something Biden fought against when he opposed integrating schools, when he opposed integrated busing back in the 70s. I understand he's evolved on that, even if he's still using the same language that he used back in the 70s when he refers to LL Cool J as boy and gets his name wrong. I mean, folks, that's racist, like straight racist, like that is straight up bad. Okay, understand. But that's what you're dealing with in the White House because it's a train wreck. But when you look out at America, it doesn't matter what our ethnicities are. We all want the same things. People want to make money. They want to keep their families safe, get a solid education. They want to laugh. They want to have a good time. I say that every day. We're in the fun business in life. If you die tomorrow, you're only going to wish you had more fun. That's the point. That's why I get so excited about my mom's birthday, okay? It's the most fun person alive. Okay, and those ambassadors of fun, those force multipliers of positive energy, those are the people that make the life worth living, make the world worth turning. Okay, as the people out there having a good time, it's not the misery. Okay, that makes this thing work. Okay, we know those people are out there. They're just like a walking frown. Great. Okay, but we don't run on that. Certainly not on this show. And to be clear, at our core, none of you do. Okay, you're trying to find happiness in everything you do. Sadly, Biden has not provided happiness to anybody except the folks exploiting our southern border. If you're a human trafficker, if you're a drug dealer, yeah, you love it. If you're laundering money in Ukraine, this guy's amazing. Okay, but if you're actually just making a better way of life for yourself and your family under this president, it's a disaster. So what's the deliverable? Okay, there's not enough time between now and Election Day. Okay, for him to reverse all of his energy prices, he's not going to reverse his border prices ever. Okay, the economy isn't going to bounce in that way. Okay, crime, we're not seeing any meaningful reduction in crime because they created a society that had more empathy for the criminal than it did for the cop or the victim. And that's why we have all these woke bail reforms. Everything woke turns to So what is he going to deliver for black voters? The same thing he delivers every election cycle as a Democrat, which is, well, you got to vote for me. The Republicans are a bunch of racists. They're going to destroy our democracy. Here it is, clip 10. Let there be no question. Donald Trump and his MAGA Republicans are determined to spread anger, hate, and division. They seek power at all costs. They're determined to destroy this democracy. I cannot watch that happen, nor can you. Oh, Joe Biden. Garbage like you just makes me sick. Donald Trump, and that's, they spread hate and anger. Stop at nothing to get power, says the guy who's literally arresting his political opponents right now. They're in, Trump's been indicted 91 times by Biden's Justice Department. Tell me again. Tell me again. Who's actually out there stopping at nothing to get power? This guy's a serious ass. And he's a racist. And the only way they're ever going to get the conversation away from his misgivings is if they project them onto Republicans. So that's the deliverable between now and Election Day. Vote for us or you're a racist. That's exactly what the policy is going to be, no matter who the nominee is in the Democratic Party. Because here's a newsflash, whether it's Newsom, whether it's Biden, you know, Hillary is always reared up to give it another shot. I don't feel no ways tired. But the only thing they're going to run on is race. Because they have no tangible way to improve the life of anyone in any race. Are you tired of losing political debates because your party doesn't have any good ideas? I had the same problem until I got 
racism, the Democrat prescription that reduces every single issue to race problems. I'm Kamala Harris, and I approve this message. Using racism can make you feel like a good person, even if you're patently terrible. I have some skeletons in my closet that I need to cover up so that I can get elected. And with no basis in fact, personal attacks have never been easier. Whether you're slandering an ex-president. I don't think they like me very much. Or even a dead children's author. Mom, they canceled Dr. Seuss. So don't waste your time finding solutions to real problems. Create pretend problems. It's not enough to say I'm not a racist in America. You need to be anti-racist. Warning. A percentage of Democrats who used racism experienced limited grasp of facts and were prone to blurting out racist things themselves. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Ask your government-provided doctor about racism today. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. 888-788-9910. I'm going to give you a little more reaction to the Biden poll numbers. So fascinating, okay, to see them trying to tell, nah, it's not a big deal. That's traditionally what they would do. But we found a moment now where the press is openly acknowledging, like, we're in a bad spot. <laughs> Here's Alex Burns, uh, clip four. When you have a summer of Bidenomics messaging, and the result at the end of that is the numbers that you see in this poll, that should be pretty alarming for Democrats. And, and just to Sarah's point about the Democratic bench, it's true that the party doesn't have a sort of sort of deep bench of people tested at the national level. There are a lot of governors, a lot of senators who have won tough races. And if the value proposition is an incumbent president with the numbers in that poll, with the American people saying so consistently they don't want him to run for re-election, versus a promising but relatively untested character like a Gretchen Whitmer or a, a Raphael Warnock, I don't think it's so obvious that the safe bet is to stick with the guy you've got. Oh, did you hear that? And they're starting to say that publicly. Why? It's the filing deadlines at the end of October. So the Democrats are all making a decision right now. They're like, do we do what we want to do, which is get this old doddering fool off the ticket and replace him with someone who's younger and more viable and doesn't have the negatives? Or do we just go all in and start a rhetorical race war between now and Election Day, which is what's going to happen if Biden stays on the bill? It's going to get really ugly out there. Uh, And we'll tell you why next, because Hillary Clinton got in front of a microphone yesterday. Buckle up. Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton Withrow. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my (laughs) name is Chad. 
His name is Jonathan, but you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share. Oh, man. You know it's getting bad for Biden when the people's pantsuit, Hillary Clinton, making her way back onto cable television. But that's exactly what happened over the weekend. She was back in front of the microphone. Lord knows what Bill was doing while she was out of the house. A man who once famously turned an intern into a humidor at the White House. I believe that together we can make America great again. But here comes Hillary. And I got to tell you what's going on. This is fascinating. It's a fascinating exercise in political gamesmanship taking place in the Democratic Party right now. Gavin Newsom, Hillary Clinton, they're both getting on TV every day. And what are they saying? Well, Biden's the guy. I mean, he's the best guy for the gig. Wrong. And we know they don't mean that. They think he's an idiot. He's an idiot. Okay, if Hillary Clinton thought anything of Joe Biden, she wouldn't have had Barack Obama tell him not to run in 2016. I agree with that. Okay, think about that. Barack Obama famously sat down with Joe Biden and was like, hey, thanks for being my VP. By the way, you're not allowed to run. Can't run. And Biden was like, come on, man. And what? now you can't run. So what did he do? He sent him home, at which point Biden began putting together a golden parachute through his son Hunter so he could cash out on all of his time in government. Hunter's a dirtbag. But that's how it went down. Biden thought Hillary would win and serve two terms. He was finished in politics, so they just started cashing out. Okay, a lot of it went on when he was the vice president, but they were cashing out. They were selling access, hardcore. I mean, the evidence for that is just so overwhelming. I'm not saying he's going to go to jail. I'm not saying he's going to get impeached and removed from office. But there's no world where Biden told us the truth about anything when it comes to his son's business dealings. He knows what he's talking about. Okay, but getting past that, Hillary Clinton and Gavin Newsom, who think nothing of Joe Biden. Gavin Newsom went to the White House when Biden was overseas. Do you remember that last year? where Newsom walked around the White House with his jacket over his shoulder while Biden was overseas? That's just how white folks will do you. Yeah, hey, America, get a glimpse of what a young, slick president would look like walking around with the hair gel of an 80s villain. You know, check me out. Biden's overseas. And that's what he did, walked around the White House, okay? But what they're doing is they're trying to make it look like Hey, we endorse Biden. We believe in Biden. Biden's the guy. But at the end of the day, we had no choice. Guy's a little older. Americans don't want him to run. I really thought he was the guy. I wanted no part of this. But turns out I'm going to run after all. Ah, you have a good eye, my man. That's what they're doing right now. Okay, Hillary Clinton and Gavin Newsom, okay, are following Joe Biden from the front. That's what they're doing. They're getting out there. They're talking about how he's great, and they want him to run again. They never want to run again. I mean, look at this record. The record's amazing, right? Come on. Nobody with a straight fate, no one, you know, self-respecting person thinks Joe Biden has an amazing record if two-thirds of the country don't want him to run again. Okay, they're not – people aren't asking him to not run again because they just can't handle all the joy and prosperity that's been heaped upon them. No, I can't possibly do no more. I'm I'm full. I'm so filled with joy. 
we couldn't possibly endure this presidency again. That's not going on. Bingo, man. Bingo. So when she gets out there and starts to say things like, no, he's the best. He's the guy. She's trying to make it look like it's just so purely coincidental. If, in fact, he drops out of the race and somebody needs to step in, well, who's been battle-tested on the national stage? Oh, that's right. I have. Hillary Clinton. Remember? She ran against Obama, lost in the primaries, then ran as the overwhelming favorite in 2016 and ended the whole thing. No, not with a fireworks barge going off over the Hudson River. Just her going off on her staff, beating up Robbie Mook after he showed her some bad results. This is not okay. Shoving away John Podesta when he told her to calm down. Back up, you creep. Yep, throwing glasses of wine. Nope, you didn't see fireworks on a barge. Plenty of fireworks, though, with her throwing glasses of Merlot around the Pennsylvania hotel while she was chugging wine and screaming at the TV, howling at the moon. (laughs) So here is Hillary Clinton. Goes on TV yesterday with Jen Psaki. And starts doing what? Okay, we all agree Biden's the best, but we got to worry about Vladimir Putin, you see. Vladimir Putin's coming to get us again. You are so full of sh. Here's a newsflash, guys, just so you understand. Vladimir Putin didn't get us a first time. Okay, that was all opposition research bought and paid for by the Clinton campaign. It was the Steele dossier that they created to give them a counter narrative to her private email scandal. They were the ones who gaslit the American people over Russian collusion in 2016. They're the reason Robert Mueller spent $32 million to let other people investigate Russian collusion. And what did they ultimately find out? It was made up by these sick people. Trump never even had Russian dressing on a salad. But here is Hillary Clinton warning us about the dangers of Vladimir Putin interfering in the next election. And why is she doing that? Because she thinks she's going to be the candidate on the record. I'm telling you, that boy's a genius. She thinks she can go down this lane. Well, Putin got us one time. So if Putin is so lethal, he's so influential, he's so good at swinging the vote, how come he couldn't get Trump over the top in 2020? I think he's got a point. Really? Yeah. You know what the point is? That Hillary Clinton's full of That's the point. But listen to this clip. This is clip eight. Vladimir Putin uh, has obviously your friend, your friend and mine. uh, Yes, indeed. He has uh, intervened in our election in the past. It's not something, as you experienced firsthand, it's not something we talk about a lot. Do you feel that that is something we talk about a lot? And do you think we should be talking about it more? Well, I think we should be talking about it more because I don't think, despite all of the uh, you know, deniers, uh, there's any doubt that he interfered in our election or that he has interfered in many ways in uh, the uh, internal affairs of other countries, funding political parties, funding, you know, political candidates, uh, buying off, uh, you know, government officials in different places. I mean, come on, just the two of them put up a circus tent, throw on some size 25 shoes. <laughs> You know, it's not that we talk about it a lot. Vladimir Putin. Yo, they held the the country hostage for three years. Hillary Clinton says, you know, despite the fact that there are deniers out there. Yeah, you know what the deniers are called? They're called the United States government. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. The government spent $32 million investigating Russian collusion and found out there wasn't any. That is correct. 
But here is Hillary Clinton with a straight face. You know, it's, we should be talking about it more. We don't talk about it enough. I mean, come on. Don't you have any respect for yourself? You talk about people that'll say anything, anything to get elected. Okay. Hillary Clinton, I'm, it's not talked about enough. I believe he knows he's an illegitimate president. He knows. He knows that there were a bunch of different reasons why the election turned out the way it did. And I take responsibility for those parts of it that I should. But, mm. Jane, it was like applying for a job and getting 66 million letters of uh, recommendation and losing to... A corrupt human tornado. Oh, a corrupt human tornado. I wish we should really talk about it more. I think it's also critical to understand that, as I've been telling candidates who have come to see me, you can run the best campaign, you can even become the nominee, and you can have the election stolen from you. I mean, good God, seriously. Oh, shut up, woman. But here's more Hillary, and this is what you need to understand. Okay, she's not waiting for Biden to drop out so she can get in the race. Like she's running like she's already running right now. I'm not saying this is going to end with her name on the ballot. I mean, I know that's what she wants, but she's out there relitigating the 2016 election right now, says all the right things about Biden, trying to curry favor with the press. The kingmakers in the Democratic Party are the media. And she's doing all the shows. Okay, if she, why? I mean, let's be clear. Why would she be out there doing the shows as a surrogate? She has the highest negatives known to man. Nothing mobilizes Republican voters like the idea of a President Hillary Clinton. No, God! That's it. Nothing, nothing, nothing motivates them like a President Hillary Clinton. So why the hell on earth would they have her out there being a surrogate for Biden? Unless, of course... There was not going to be a Biden to surrogate for. Oh, wow. She is. She wants this nomination so bad. Everybody who tells you, oh, Michelle Obama, Michelle Obama's not running. They don't want to hang out with the dirty people. They don't. They don't. They, they hang out on yachts with billionaires sailing around the Mediterranean, lecturing you about rising sea levels while they build oceanfront property. The Obamas want nothing to do with retail politics. Tell them like it is. Nothing to do. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. Nothing. Do you know when he campaigns? With a week to go in the election cycle. When there's a week to go, he shows up. Starts yelling about he loves the guy. We got to go in, gets his applause breaks. And he does that for him, for the ego stroke. He doesn't care. They don't want to run. They don't want to do the day-to-day job. They don't want to go work a rope line and go to the state fairs and do everything in between. And here's a newsflash. Michelle Obama, everybody talks about, oh, she's so popular. Michelle Obama would get her ass handed to her if she ran. What is her deliverable? Vote for me or you're a racist? That's it. What is she going to do? What are her qualifications? Her president wasn't qualified to be president. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. Meaning her husband. He had no record. What is his record? Giving the biggest state sponsor of terrorism in the world? $50 billion in cash assets in exchange for their word that they wouldn't enrich uranium? Are you stupid or something? He was. And what did they do? They continued to enrich uranium. And they chanted death to America and took our sailors hostage. Okay, never mind the fact that Michelle Obama would now be faced with an electorate that she took away school french fries from when she tried to make our lunches nutritious. Every one of those fat kids like me is now old enough to vote against Michelle Obama for taking away their fries. That can't be good. Not good. Okay, but here is Hillary Clinton trying, trying 
okay, to campaign without campaigning. Clip nine. That is part of the alternative we have to reject in this election. We have to reject authoritarianism. We have to reject a kind of creeping fascism almost mm-hmm. of people who uh, are really ready to turn over their thinking, their votes uh, to want to be dictators. And we can't allow that to proceed. So I think it's I think it's fair to say that, uh, y- you know, you have a tough job because you have to talk about what's happening in the news, but you also have to keep people's eyes on what's right behind the horizon. And I fear that, um, you know, the Russians have proved themselves to be quite adept at interfering, and uh, if he has a chance, he'll do it again. Shut up! Will you shut up? The Russians proved to be pretty adept in interfering. The Russians bought Facebook ads. That's what they did. Okay, no one in the history of Facebook has ever changed anyone's mind, ever. There's no way to quantify how many voters saw those Facebook ads. There's no way to quantify how the voters were going to vote before the ad and how they voted after the ad. I think he's got a point. I mean, really think about that. You're telling me that that was interfering in an election because Vladimir Putin bought Facebook ads. Yet at the same time, you want to tell me we don't even have the right to question the 2020 election, despite the fact that 51 members of our intelligence committee wrote a letter knowingly, fraudulently declaring that Hunter Biden's overseas business dealings were Russian disinformation. That went on. Okay, and we do have polling that shows us over 15% of Biden voters would have changed their support if they knew just how much corruption his family was engaged in. But they interfered in the election and denied you the ability to share that story on social media. They wrote lengthy op-eds about why they couldn't cover it in the Washington Post and the New York Times. And then the minute the election was over and they got the outcome they wanted, they all admitted the truth. Oh, yeah, it turns out the laptop was real. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. But you understand, why is Hillary Clinton doing this? Not just because Biden has low poll numbers, but because his vice president sucks, too. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. Ha <laughs> ha! Hillary Clinton ain't on TV right now because she supports Joe Biden. Hillary Clinton is on TV because she wants to replace Joe Biden. And she sees the kingmakers within the party. Nancy Pelosi wouldn't endorse Kamala. Remember that? Is she the best running mate for the president? Well, he thinks so. Folks, he thinks so is code for this chick sucks. You are correct, sir. It's not I think she's good. It's he thinks so. Okay, she sees James Clyburn yesterday. He's on Meet the Press. He's asked if Kamala's the future of the Democratic Party. Says it's not a given. Clip 12. Do you see her as the future of the Democratic Party? I see her as a part of that future. Absolutely. Is she the future, though? Is she the future of the Democratic Party? Oh, she could very well be. I think she is running a very good uh, uh, campaign. Her speech last night was great. And I look to her uh, as a a successor uh, to this president. Uh, But I also know the history of that as well. Uh, It's not a given. You don't automatically move up. She'll have to compete uh, going forward with whoever may have dreams and aspirations. And I think she will acquit herself well. Oh, oh, man. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. (laughs) That's what he's saying. It's not a given. You don't automatically move up. She'll have to compete going forward. He doesn't say who she's going to compete against. But I think we have a pretty good eye on who she might be competing against based on how many media hits we witnessed over the weekend from the people's pantsuit. 
Kamala Harris, it is not a given. Okay, and even if they were to give it to you, there's somebody out there dying to take it away. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. This thing is going to become gargantuan when the Son of Man comes. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon doing the dang thing. 888-788-9910 is the phone number. Here is Joe Scarborough losing his mind over these new Biden polls that show him losing by Trump to 10 points. Clip 13. Biden's not going to lose by nine points. This is a close race. And there are warning signs there. I will say, though, I'm a little tired of it. I'm a little tired of three years hearing about how Joe Biden's going to get crushed. He's going to get crushed in 2020. He and the Democrats are going to get crushed in 2022. There's going to be a red wave. There's no way he can pass bipartisan legislation. He passes more than anybody this exactly. century. And it just keeps going on and well, on. What an idiot. Okay. So he's getting a little tired of all the talk, Joe Scarborough. He was spreading some of the talk a week ago. Here it is, clip 15. Everybody we talk to, every political discussion, all uh, it, it talks a, a lot about Trump. But when it comes to Joe Biden, people say, man, he's too old to run, isn't he? I mean, he's not going to he's not really going to run every discussion. When I say every discussion, I don't mean 99 percent of the discussion. Every discussion. We got it. I asked Reverend Al if he was hearing it all the time on our show this past week. He's hearing it as well. So, you know, we often will complain about Republicans who will say one thing about Donald Trump off the air and another on air. Well, let me just say Democrats off the air will say Joe Biden's too old. Why is he running? Oh, man. He seems like a real cut up, huh? He's a dirtbag. Talk about a guy with no self-awareness. Democrats say one thing off the air, something else on the air. Okay, that was Joe Scarborough just saying that. That's what he just said. And what did he come on the air and say a week later? Stop saying he's old. I'm telling you, he's got this. You keep underestimating the guy. He's got it. He's good to go. Okay, which, of course, is not what he's saying off the air. Okay, and we know that because he admitted it a week ago. I'm telling you, people, it's, it's, it's hard to watch people be so full of it. The media is a bunch of losers. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, and here we go. Back in action for a big hour of the high-flying, death-defying Fox Across America. Your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon, going to be wrapping in this hour with Arizona Representative Andy Biggs, who is inside the ongoing budget negotiations in the House of Representatives. We'll also get you an update on New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez. He should be behind bars. Well, Menendez better watch it because if he te- keeps taking bribes, the Democrats will make him president. You know that. You know that it works over there in the. Are you the big man, Joe? Everyone says he is, but uh, here is Menendez uh, off the tippy top, really quick, and then we'll get into some other grown-up stuff. Uh, but the senator, who was accused of taking over four hundred thousand dollars in gold bars. 
I mean, in that regard, we should be applauding his efforts. He actually got the gold bars out of Africa. How many of those emails have the rest of us been looking at in our inboxes since the beginning of time? Menendez actually got the gold bars from the prince. I think he's got a point. I mean, the point is he probably should wind up in jail uh, for what looks like bribery. Second time uh, he has actually been charged as a senator in the state of New Jersey. And uh, despite the gold bars and the sport coats with cash smuggled inside of them, the sports cars, the involvement of the wife. Here is Menendez saying, hey, 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 hey. These are just allegations. Clip 34. I understand how deeply concerning this can be. However, the allegations leveled against me are just that. Allegations. Oh, man. Somebody ought to belt you in the mouth. No, ma'am. We would never, ever, ever, and I do mean that, we would never advocate for violence on this show. Never hit anyone in anger unless you're absolutely sure you can get away with it. But even then, we are not advocating violence. We're just being silly. But here is Menendez uh, talking about the fact that he's going to get exonerated. Clip 35. Everything I've accomplished, I've worked for, despite the naysayers and everyone who has underestimated me. I recognize uh, this will be the biggest fight uh, yet, but as I have stated throughout this whole process, I firmly believe that when all the facts are presented, not only will I be exonerated, but I still will be the New Jersey's senior senator. Oh, come on. That's the dumbest thing I've heard of. (laughs) These Democrats, to their credit, are calling on him to step down. Okay, they're calling on him to step down. Uh, He even got denounced by none other than AOC. AOC is a dope. Okay, here she is, clip 38. I do believe that it is in the best interests uh, for Senator Menendez to resign in this moment. As you mentioned, consistency matters. It shouldn't matter whether it's a Republican or a Democrat. The details in this indictment are extremely serious. They involve uh, the nature of of not just his, but all of our seats in Congress. And while, you know, as a Latina, there are absolutely ways in which there is systemic bias, but I think what is here in this indictment is quite clear. And um, and I believe it is in the best interest to maintain the integrity of the seat. Shut up, fool! Okay, she's right to say he has to step down. But for her to work in... You know, as a Latina, there's obviously systemic bias. That was embarrassing. Dude, you're elected to office. Let me just, full stop. It's not a political statement, okay, for real. Okay, no one, no one, okay, in this country is oppressed. I think that's pretty obvious. Okay, but does anybody out there feel like their intelligence is being disrespected a little bit when someone who is an elected member of our government is telling you that her people are oppressed? That's stupid! Use your common sense! With the point being, if we're oppressing your people, we're not putting them in charge of the rest of us. Bingo. <laughs> it's this whole idea that they keep trotting out elected officials in the Democratic Party. Hey, here's Barack Obama and Michelle Obama to tell you the whole country's racist. Okay, here's AOC, here's Ayanna Presley. Okay, here's Rashida Tlaib. Here's Ilan Omar telling you minority women just can't get ahead. Democrats are so full of crap. Okay, they are elected officials of our government. Okay, in order to win elections, you need a majority of the living voters to support you. 
Okay, you, they, the people need to be on your side. You need to win with majority votes. Oppressive societies do not empower the oppressed. You know, like China. I'll give you a good example. The UN Human Rights Council considers what China is doing in the Uyghur, the Hubei province of China, the Uyghur Muslims. They consider that an act of genocide, a genocide. Okay, are they putting any of those Uyghurs in charge? Of their actual government? The answer would be no. Like none of the people they're oppressing and making them perform slave labor. Or do, do any of them actually get elected? The answer would be no. Weird. But over here, they do want you to believe with a straight face that there is a systemic bias against the minorities that we're putting into power. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Okay, Menendez tried it himself. He tried saying, well, you know, I, the reason I'm pulling all this cash is I have a history of Cuba. I'm part Cuban. My family faced confiscation, you see. Here it is, clip 36. For 30 years, I have withdrawn thousands of dollars in cash from my personal savings account, which I have kept for emergencies and because of the history of my family facing confiscation in Cuba. (laughs) You were lying your ass off. Yeah, that's what it is. For 30 years. I've been withdrawing thousands of cash. Has nothing to do with uh, the last time I was charged for corruption and we got off with a hung juror. Who the hell knows how they achieved that? But here is Damian Williams, U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York, flat out telling you what they discovered. Clip 37. Special agents with the FBI executed search warrants on the residence and safe deposit box of Senator Menendez. They discovered approximately $500,000 of cash stuffed into envelopes and closets. Some of the cash was stuffed in the senator's jacket pockets. That's not all. Agents also discovered a lot of gold. $500,000 in cash in envelopes and closets. Some of it stuffed into his jackets. They also found a lot of gold. Okay, why did they find all of these things? Because the guy was corrupt. Here's Chris Christie breaking it down, clip 39. I'm glad that the the Justice Department acted. Um, They acted on some very horrific facts. Look, um, I did this, Kirsten, as you know, for seven years as the U.S. attorney in New Jersey, the fifth largest office in the country. We did 130 corruption cases and never were defeated. So I know a bit about this. There is no way that any public official has any legal or plausible or ethical explanation for having $500,000 in cash stuffed in jackets and envelopes throughout their home, gold bars that have the fingerprints and DNA of someone who you were attempting to fix the system for. I commend the Southern District of New York for doing the right thing. Listen, give Christie credit for that, because Chris Christie right there is spot on in his analysis. So give Chris Christie a hand. There's a slob. There's a real slob. I don't expect Trump to give him a hand, but the point is Chris Christie's telling you the truth. There's no world where a politician who's on the level has a half a million dollars in cash stuffed into envelopes that are strategically hidden around his house. Okay? There's no world where he's got a, all of that gold. Okay? There's no world where we've got all of these connections to people in Egypt and other parts of the world, unless you're talking about corruption. But there's an interesting thing going on right now. Okay? There are Democrats, high-level Democrats, calling on Menendez to resign. And why are the Democrats calling out his corruption? Because it creates the appearance that they care about corruption in their party. 
But do they actually care? The answer would be no. No. If they cared about corruption, okay, if they cared about holding people in power accountable, they would be losing their minds over the level of lies told by the Biden family. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Okay, because when you talk about Christie saying, oh, look at all the evidence. You got the cash. You got the gold. You got the cars. You got the stuff. Okay. Do you know how much evidence there is out there that the Bidens are corrupt? Like, I don't say this to you because I'm like a Republican agitator. The, the whole point of my show is to get you not to care, is to take the edge off, just talk as Americans. Okay, Joe Biden, do you understand, was flagged over 150 times by Barack Obama's Treasury Department. When I say Joe Biden, I mean his son Hunter. Son Hunter was flagged over 150 times as being engaged in suspicious activity as it pertains to overseas money heading into the family's bank accounts. That money was ultimately transferred through 15 different shell companies before it wound up with the grandkids. Just start there. Okay. Does any legitimate business entity do business that way? Do they transfer funds between 15 fake companies into their grandkids' bank accounts? The answer would be no. No. You wouldn't be putting it there, okay, unless you had a reason to hide the origin of the money. Okay. Joe Biden then goes out, tells you he never talked to his son about his business dealings, not once. Okay, we now know he not only talked to the son, but he traveled with the son. He met the business partners. He had dinner. Okay, he called into their conference calls on 22 separate occasions, but wants you to believe with a straight face he was only talking about the weather. Come on, don't bullshit me. I mean, dude, stop it. Hunter Biden's business partners testified that Joe Biden was the brand getting a cut of the money. Real people, not anonymous sources, real people who put their name behind it under oath. We have three IRS whistleblowers that say the government got in the way of them properly investigating the Bidens. Do you realize how much substantial evidence that is that the guy is corrupt? Democrats go after somebody like Menendez because it creates the appearance, well, we won't tolerate corruption in our party. <laughs> Menendez is essentially the fall guy for the Bidens. That's what it is. It makes them look on one end like they care about this, while on the other, they're turning a blind eye on a lot more than Menendez got. Okay, Hunter Biden got $20 million that we know of. Okay, Menendez is going down for a half a million in cash and a bunch of gold bars. Okay, not quite $20 million. So you understand, when James Clyburn comes out and remarks about the idea of an impeachment inquiry into Biden, what does he immediately do yesterday? He puts it to bed as this is about the love a father has for his son. Clip 40. President Biden, according to one witness testimony, was on the phone 20 times with Hunter Biden's business associates. It was described as pleasantries, but is that appropriate? Well, his associates said they were pleasantries, but I think it's appropriate to be a father to your son. And if your son uh, is having a problem, and we all know the history of the problem uh, that Hunter has with addiction, and he is being a father to his son, you don't impeach a man for being a father to his children. I mean, dude... You can't handle the truth. Is anyone impeaching him for being a father to his son? The answer would be no. Number one, they're having an impeachment inquiry. Number two, there's nothing in the impeachment inquiry that says, how dare you help your son struggle with addiction? Now, you see how they spin it, how they play a semantic game and shift the terrain of the conversation? 
Okay, there's an impe- impeachment inquiry going on because Joe Biden lied at every turn about his engagement in his son's overseas business dealings. It started out with him saying the laptop was fake. I've got 51 former intelligence officials that say it was fake. That turned out to be a lie. Do you remember that? 51 intelligence officials say it's Russian disinformation. That is a lie. And he goes, oh, I never talked to my son once about his business dealings. That is a lie. I never met his partners. That is a lie. Okay, think about this. The cascading staircase of lies told by Joe Biden is why there's an impeachment inquiry. Okay, you don't lie about the little stuff unless you're lying about the big stuff. You understand? And he's not getting impeached or he's not having an inquiry launched because Hunter was addicted to crack or Hunter was addicted to shagging hookers in his hotel rooms. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. No, he's getting uh, an impeachment inquiry because Hunter was addicted to selling access to his father, who was then the vice president of the United States. That's the addiction we're investigating here. That has nothing to do with substance abuse there, but for the grace of God, go anybody and anybody's family listening. We get it. And that is a very difficult thing. But the last I checked, everybody listening who knows someone who struggled with addiction didn't bring in $20 million from Ukraine along the, don't you hate, you know, when your buddy's, you know, on the pills and he just goes out and brings in $20 million from Ukraine and a brand new Porsche Get you a $3 million wire transfer from Russia. Gosh, don't you wish you had those kind of addiction problems in your life? I got real friends who've struggled with addiction, real people I try to help day in and day out. We've never had that level of addiction. Okay, but when they play that semantic game of, oh, Joe Biden, he's just being impeached because he loves his son. Democrats are so full of crap. That's a straw man argument. They're not debating the real issue. Because they can't debate the real issue because the Bidens are corrupt. Okay, they sold access to our government overseas, lied about it at every turn. Okay, and the Democrats get to look like they care about corruption if they go out and prosecute a Democrat. Okay, ain't going to be Joe Biden. Oh, my goodness gracious. No way. Okay, they'll go out and whack Bob Menendez. And heaven forbid there's some other low-level Democrat floating around with some corrupt ways. They better start playing defense, too, because the Democrats got a lot of ass covering when it comes to do with the Bidens. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. Jimmy Fallon. Nice kid, but a little dumb. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, reachable to you, the listener, at 888-788-9910. We're in a peppy mood. It's my mom's birthday. My mom's the coolest. She's going to have a happy birthday if you're out there. Uh, my, I opined earlier that she's probably in a bar <laughs> singing karaoke right now. Tequila by the champs, a la Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Remember that one? You know. <laughs> Other thing networks are starting to talk about is the border, and that's what we're going to get into with Andy Biggs. you got Biden corruption. you got Menendez corruption. You've got the fact that every Democratic mayor is now freaking out because they wanted to be sanctuary cities when they didn't actually have to take in migrants. But now that the migrants are actually showing up to their places and, you know, they need room and stuff to say there. Get them out of here. Get them out. Okay, that's the reality. 
But uh, here's the U.S. Border Patrol Chief Jason Owens talking about the situation because we just had 11,000 people cross the border yesterday. We have just set a high, a, a fiscal year high for the second consecutive year under Joe Biden. You have no idea how to defend a nation. Here it is, Jason Owens, a U.S. Border Patrol Chief, talking about the human trafficking, Clip 22. Human smugglers promising migrants they'll simply just be let in, which Owens says is not true. They're still facing removal and deportation, so it is not this, this open gate that the, uh, that the smugglers are promising. But that's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. Think about that. Now let me give you a little more, Owens. Uh, this is clip 23. In terms of flow and, and the threats that we're seeing uh, with fentanyl and with uh, criminal organizations that, uh, that are our adversary, it's about as bad as I've ever seen it. Bad as I've ever seen it. So what did Joe Biden do? He announced he'd give them all work visas. Biden is such a disaster. Here's Nikki Haley weighing in on the insanity of this. It's clip 27. You look at the news today. 10,000 crossed the border yesterday. And now Biden is going and giving temporary work visas to 500,000 of them. He's doing temporary protective status. Do you know what that means? Social security numbers, driver's license, all while you have people like my parents who put in the time, put in the price, came here the right way. That's not right. Think about that. Her parents, immigrant parents who came here legally, filled out all the proper paperwork, got in line, just had 7 million people cut them in the line. What a scam. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. So excited to talk to this next guest, superstar representative from the Fighting 5th Congressional District, Arizona. Crowd's going wild. Hopefully you can hear me over them. Andy Biggs is here. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, hey, Jimmy. It's, that was the nicest thing you've ever said to me, I believe. Well, I, I'm That's glad nice. you could hear it. We had the, the cannons, the smoke cannons were going off. The, you know, we, uh, were, we released doves, obviously, when I said your name. It's, it's a big reaction. That's fantastic. I felt I did feel I couldn't really hear it, but I could feel it all the way out here in Arizona. Fantastic. <laughs> That's the spirit. Well, they're riding high in Arizona. They beat up the Dallas Cowboys yesterday. The Cardinals did, which was uh, one of the mm-hmm. one of the you know, they say, like, if you see something, say something. You know, if the Cardinals win a game, that does count as strange and unusual activity right now. So we might want to call right. local authorities. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess, uh, I guess, uh, I got, see, I don't follow it. Anymore. It's for the best. It's so, so, <laughs> so political, so politicized. But I did. It was such big news, you couldn't miss it in Arizona. Wow. And so the guy, the linebacker, actually intercepts, I guess, and, and uh-huh. seals the deal yes. late in the game. And and both fans went crazy. Yeah, no, it was just <laughs> awesome. The only ones showing their faces in public. That's funny. <laughs> See, Biggs, you still got it. You don't even have to watch the league. You got material. You got it. You got it, man. Um, oh man! I, so I'm watching this press conference. This does not pertain to you because it's over here in New Jersey and it's the Senate. But watching Bob Menendez do his little press conference about you know alleged corruption, are you concerned as am I uh, that if he takes too many bribes, the Democrats will make him president? <laughs> Well, I thought it was a little bit, a little bit nervous. I am, uh, but I will tell you that one of the fun things is for me is I think it is totally ironic. Do you not think that this is crazy? 
his lawyer is Hunter Biden's lawyer. Of course. Isn't that well, let's keep it all in the family. I mean, yeah. Well, isn't that part of the racket, though? Like, I believe they're going after him because it lets the party look like they care about corruption. And yeah, oh, it, absolutely. Golly, yes, you're right. I mean, that's, of course that's it. Yeah. And everybody else like, yeah, see, we, 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 uh, you know, we prosecute our own over here. We went after Menendez. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> well, my, one, of, one of my favorites is, is, you know, as a lawyer, I'm thrilled that that uh, lawyers are getting in on the grift because oh. you get to this. This is this is Menendez's. How many times? I mean, yeah, does yeah. this happen? I haven't yeah. even followed all the cases. I'm just waiting for the box set to come out. They give you like yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm, I'm I am curious about. Uh, uh, they checked a lot of things. They found the gold bars. They found you know uh, money in a windbreaker. All this stuff. But they didn't mention whether they looked in the freezer or not. And and we know that that's been a, a typical a Democrat hiding place of, of cash, hey, cold, but, hard cash. But you make a good point. Should we not be applauding this guy? I mean, he actually, of all those fraudulent spam emails over the years, he actually got the gold bars out of Africa. You know, I've had princes <laughs> emailing me <laughs> for 20 years. This guy actually pulled it off. You know how many times I've sent my social? I haven't gotten a dime. Well, apparently it was all going to Menendez, and this is the deal. If you're the defense attorney, isn't that isn't that the defense, the Nigerian prince defense? <laughs> I think that that's going to work, ladies and gentlemen. Well, how listen. many you you all had a chance, but none of you responded, but no. Bob did. <laughs> who Bob who Bob knew all this time we were missing out? It's so funny. We're talking to Arizona Representative Andy Biggs. Uh, listen, man. Uh, we, we're going to need Nigerian gold bars if we're just going to keep funding, uh, continuing resolutions. Are we not? I mean, it's, I, I, I get what's going on with this whole, bu- with this whole budget fiasco is your point essentially that if we just keep doing it this way, it just entitles more spending. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, for, first of all, there's not enough gold bars in the entire universe to fund our national current national debt. I mean, serious. And, and that, I'm being serious. Yeah. That. There just isn't. No. And and so what they want to do is by the way, let's let's just contextualize this for everybody. Every September thirtieth, we have to have our budget done by September thirtieth. All the spending bills are supposed to be done. Mm-hmm. But do you know how many you're gonna love this, how many continuing resolutions? This means you you didn't bother to get your twelve bills done. So now it's now you're gonna do a continuing resolution, keep the same spending, uh, keep the same crappy policies in place until you get around to doing whatever you do. How many? I'm, this is this is trivia pursuit for you. How many continuing resolutions has Congress passed in the last twenty five years? Oh, is it is it legitimately? I'm gonna I'm gonna get. I don't want to screw this up. Have, has it been fifteen, twenty? What are we talking about? You're talking hundred and thirty. Is it really oh. that high? Oh, that's yeah, crazy. You, you have three years, Jimmy. Three years where Congress passed a continuing resolution for the entire fiscal year. Wow. Ah, we're, we're a little bit worn out. Let's just pass that. It's just a whole year. We're so, just going to do it. It's it's so irresponsible, and that's why you have thirty three trillion dollars in national debt. Because I mean, essentially, is is this how they get these CRs to pass? Is the story starts you know a month before the deadline that we're going to shut down? You know, we're going to go off the fiscal cliff. We're going to shut down. Oh, my gosh, shut down. And then there's so much pressure surrounding, well, better not shut down, that then everybody can justifiably go, well, we didn't want it to shut down, so we just passed the same spending levels. Is that essentially how this works? Oh, yeah, and it happens under both parties. And and right now you'll hear these guys – 
it's like the worst thing in the in the world. But in reality, we because we've done these so many times, and I when I say we, I yeah. I've never voted for one, but but my colleagues have done this so many times. Uh, periodically, they will put in a, a piece of legislation to say, well, if we shut down again, uh, if we have to do a CR, if there's a shutdown in any, any way, then this keeps funded or yeah. that keeps funded. So basically, you keep it going. And we have four bills that are actually, if we hadn't, if we hadn't said we're not going to vote for your garbage, we're not mm-hmm. going to vote for this, they would not be moving these bills. But they're moving the bills finally, and if those four bills pass. Then, then basically you have 15, 17% of the government, something, some, something on that magnitude that would be impacted. But if you're impacted, it's like a vacation because in the end, we pay you everything back. That is everything so back. Every, everybody gets it. So, so um, that's, what, what, that's where we're sitting right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, the CR that they proposed, let me just tell you, yeah. the CR that the, 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 the moderate side of the Republicans have proposed, they said, look, we got 32 Republicans, 32 Democrats that are going to do this, and we're going to keep spending at this level, and we're going to fund Ukraine. Tens, that, you know, you know, that's 20, really true. Dollars. That blows my mind. I was reading that. That's yeah. actually, So our government that's would shut true. down. We, let's assume we're going to be shut down. Okay. We're shut yeah. down, but Ukraine is still getting Venmos to keep everything pro- open. <laughs> yes. Can that you believe amazing. that? Here's the deal. We're already funding their government. We mm-hmm. fund their, their pensions. Um, uh, we're funding – we're giving subsidies to Ukrainian farmers. What – what what's going on in the universe that we have this pro, these problems in America? You've got a border that is absolutely um, yeah. the biggest biggest mass migration in the history of the world through the uh, U.S. Yeah. southern border under Biden, and we're sending money out of the country that we don't have. It's, well, I guess that's the good news. We don't have that money, so we're just <laughs> but we're sending, we're sending it out anyway. Yes. Jokes so on bad, them. Our bad. currency is going to be worthless soon. We're like the jokes on you. Good gosh. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. I mean, we're going to have Zimbabwe money before you know it. And that's that's where you got a trillion dollar bill and you can buy a loaf of bread. Wow, that is insane. We're talking Arizona Representative Andy Biggs. You know, I had read a lot of that on Twitter over the weekend. I, I couldn't fathom that that was a real world thing. So our government shuts down. Key components of everyday life for American citizens get frozen. You know, sorry, parks closed. The moose out front should have told you. But over in Afghanistan, over in Ukraine, Wally World remains wide open. I mean, that's a racket, man. And I don't think the average person gets how ridiculous it is. But let me ask you this. Where is leadership on this? Okay, because I know there are members, okay, like yourself that are outspoken against this way of doing business. But is McCarthy playing into the Democrat hands by going along with these CRs? He is. This is the uniparty uh, mm-hmm. that you hear so much about the swamp. Mm-hmm. He's, he, instead of moving, so we had a bill done in June, but he didn't move it. Then bring it to the floor. And so it just sat there. And he started talking about right before we left on the August recess. He says, oh, yeah, you know, we may have to do a CR, but we're going to work all through August, you know, try to get these bills done, blah, blah, blah. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. So I I, I look at it and I say, what's he saying now? He's saying, oh, we're going to do a 45-day CR. Now, what does a 45-day CR get you? He gets you right before Thanksgiving. And last year – yeah. So last year, a lot of people forget this. Mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi. I mean, the Democrats do this, too. So yeah. so it's all it's that's why I say it's uniparty. They all do it. So last year under Nancy Pelosi, they do a, a CR. I, I, I can't even remember how many CRs that we did, but we did a CR for seven days. 
Wow. And during that seven-day period is when Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, and Chuck Schumer gave us this that monst- monstrosity of an omnibus spending bill, yep. you know, uh, and that spending bill yep. um, that they said is going to cost us $1.7 trillion, that would be the increase in the national debt. CBO, uh, Congressional Budget Office, about, you know, four weeks ago said it's not going to be $1.7 trillion. It's really going to be Two point one or two point two trillion. Wow. Well, that's the deal. That's the deal. Your your, your structural deficit, and and for 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 Jimmy, let me explain this mm-hmm. to you. This is when you when you, that that. You, by the way, folks, Jimmy makes a ton of money. So when Jimmy gets that <laughs> gets that ton of money, if Jimmy pays, if he's if his outlays, mm-hmm. if everything costs more than that, that's a structural deficit. Mm-hmm. Our structural deficit is over two trillion dollars, wow. and that doesn't even include the interest payment we're paying on the debt we already have. And it's an interest-only loan. Like it's like we're not yeah. paying any principal down. It's it's like seven, eight hundred billion dollars a year. That is, and it's only going up. That that is crazy. And believe me, I'm the I am the. Don't listen to the representative tell you I make a lot of money. I'm selling pictures of my wife's feet on OnlyFans to pay rent in New York. <laughs> and it's I feel bad saying it out loud because I use her pretty face in the profile picture. But of course, it's my feet. These guys don't know any better. They don't. You know, they're like, wow, she's yeah, tall. Well, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm only I, I I only am praying that it is only the feet. Jay. I mean, <laughs> well, at this point, we're still not, we're still ahead on our football bets for the year, so nothing crazy. You're not, yeah, you're not you're not running for uh, state delegate in Virginia or anything. Whoa! Like that. That would- bang! There it is. Holy hell! Big shots fired. I love that story, and I love that the Democrats got mad at Bobert. I'm like, why? Because she didn't stream it. Because she didn't stream it on the internet. Come on. Exactly. I'll, this, I'll tell you what's fun about that. The theater was dark, but mm-hmm. they have better infrared cameras security cameras in the theater than we have along our border yeah really well no lie. That, no lie no no that's my that's my takeaway that movie theater should be in charge of finding the cocaine at the white house they'd have it exactly. in two seconds they would have saw it you ain't getting nothing by them who good goodness yeah. uh listen yeah. man I, I everything you say makes sense to me i don't think i don't think anybody takes debt seriously so are we missing something because i you know i bring on a, a guys that work in finance that are like this is insane we have too much debt it's unsustainable but are we just missing something is there a world where this is healthy and we're not in on the joke because i don't see it no i mean so so what's the bad stuff the bad stuff is that you devalue your currency devaluation mm-hmm. of your currency leads to inflation and the, and the more it's devalued the more inflation and it's this horrible cycle and it gets bad 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 so you end up looking like zimbabwe mm-hmm. but there is a group of of economists, I don't know what where they come from. A bar. But they call them. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're a little bit a little bit lit right now. Yeah. They, so so they, they talk about something called mon- modern monetary theory, mm-hmm. and that theory says, oh, you can just keep printing money because mm-hmm. your government you just keep printing money and it won't impact inflation or anything else. Okay. And there are people in Congress who literally believe that. Um, they're having trouble now. I mean, Janet Yellen said, you know, inflation is trans. It doesn't exist, and it's transitory, and it's mm. well, it's, it's you know, it's a feature. Blah blah blah. The reality is, it is incredibly detrimental, and it is it, it is a an. You are right. It's an otherworldly theory. Mm. If somebody uh, somebody went to a séance or something like that, and they <laughs> got this from Karl Marx or something. I don't know where they got it, but that's that. It's a modern monetary theory, and it's killing us. Um, yeah. uh, because we're living it. We are living modern monetary theory in a capitalist society, which is not designed for modern monetary theory. Yeah, it's, it's not pretty. Like, you know, the country's in trouble when you're seeing pictures of the Statue of Liberty's feet on OnlyFans. Like, that's not good. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what we're down to now. <laughs> it's not just women. We're in a bad oh, spot here, Biggs. We're in a bad yeah. spot. 
Oh my gosh! We end. Yeah, and we we just keep riding it down, baby. Thank you. Just, it <laughs> just the world's on fire. We're just roasting marshmallows, man. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks oh, for yeah. picking up a stick, buddy. We'll do it again soon. <laughs> All right, my friend. Thanks, well. thanks, Jimmy. There he goes, the great representative Andy Biggs, one of the few adults in the room. When he talks about you know our debt and the fact that no one's taking it seriously. You know, modern monetary theory. We'll just keep printing money. That is financial lunacy. Of course it is. The textbook definition of inflation is too many dollars chasing after too few goods. That's what happened to us when the supply chains got log jammed post-COVID. All the businesses weren't reopened, and we were pumping stimulus money into the economy, paying people extended unemployment benefits where they made more money to stay home than they did to go to work. That slowed down production for small businesses. The supply chains were log jammed by vaccine mandates and worker shortages. And what did we do? We went out and we printed money, tons of it. Then we had that omnibus spending bill last year. But understand what Biggs is talking about, and you have to appreciate the honesty here. Okay. The spending process in D.C. is a uniparty agenda item. It is not Republican. Do not for a second let the Republicans tell you that they are serious about cutting spending because they're not. 99% of them go right along with these continuing resolutions. What a continuing resolution means is, oh, we're spending this much money uh, going into this little budget standoff. Continuing resolution means we'll just keep spending it and uh, we can negotiate on any additional money that we're going to wind up spending along the way. And what does that ultimately do? That ultimately runs up your tax bill. Thanks, big government weenuses. But you understand, okay, they're all a part of it at the end of the day because spending is popular, number one, but because they, they position these cliffs around media deadlines. Like he just said, well, this continuing resolution, we signed it right now, it'll take us all the way to Thanksgiving. And then what do they start talking about? Well, we've got the budget in place for now. But Thanksgiving's coming, and we got all these government officials that could get laid off. And uh, who's going to buy turkey? Come on, have you seen the price of yams these days? Come on, government, you can't shut down like that. So the pressure becomes don't be the villain and screw over the American worker. Thanksgiving's coming. But you understand in the long run you're screwing over every single American worker because this level of debt is unsustainable. It drives up inflation, and it just throws our tax bill into even more dire straits in terms of the rate we're paying, the amount we're paying. And all the while, what does it do in Ukraine? We shut down. They stay open. So it's not like it gets any cheaper for you in the meantime. And it's not like things slow down for them. No one's worried about Ukraine buying a turkey when the Thanksgiving football comes on. Just you. But they hold that turkey hostage with talk of a shutdown, and they just keep on spending your money. Just hold on to your pocketbook. They just put a lien on your money, your savings, and your retirement. Jimmy Fallon. He's got great charisma. Yeah. He's always dressed fantastic. He has what I call it. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here is Patrick Mahomes talking about playing football with Taylor Swift in the stands yesterday. Clip 41. You're a guy that can deal with some pressure. Forget the pressure from Kansas City Chiefs fans. Do you realize how much pressure there was on you today from the Swifties to get Travis Kelsey a touchdown with Taylor in the house today? Yeah, I heard that. I heard she was in the house. Uh, Did you feel it? Did you feel the pressure, Patrick? I I thought a little bit of pressure. 
Um, and so I knew I had to get it to Travis. And of course, it's on a route that Travis, he, he, he does his own thing and just makes up a route and I throw it to him. So uh, I think he wanted to get in the end zone just as much as uh, all the Swifties wanted him to. So silly. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. But here's a news flash. Most of Taylor Swift's fans have no idea what a touchdown is. They even know what they're watching. I'm happy for them. I hope it lasts. As celebrity couples go, I was saying this in America's newsroom this morning. They're like carnival goldfish. You know, they excited when you get them. They usually die within a few months, a few days in the case of the goldfish. Uh, can- Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. We are ready to rumble as they say, here on Fox Across America. Remember that video game, Double Dragon, where you could stick a quarter in and be a part of a gang fight back in the 80s? You could hit somebody with a fence or an oil barrel or something in between. That is very much going to be this chippy hour of Fox Across America, where the economy has gotten so bad, New Jersey senators are now smuggling gold out of Nigeria just to make ends meet. It is a mess in Washington And uh, I'm half kidding about Menendez. He's just a corrupt slob like the Bidens. Uh, But sadly for the Bidens, uh, the average American envies uh, Menendez's (laughs) affluent lifestyle because according to the latest polling right now, uh, they have all but had it with what we were being told was Bidenomics. Remember that Bidenomics. Everybody's doing great. That is offensive and it is not true. Okay, but it's been this same indifference to the plight of the American people, whether we're talking about the border, whether we're talking about their schools or their crime, we're talking about the economy, we're talking about the gas prices. They keep telling you with a straight face, well, it's just a messaging problem. That's the issue here. I mean, come on, man. Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. The average American doesn't rely on messaging to tell them how the economy is doing. You know how they figure out how the economy is doing? They check their bank account. So we're going to discuss it with Brian Brenberg in this hour. He is the host of The Big Money Show, uh, a fan favorite on the program. He's going to be joining us in studio. Uh, 888-788-9910 if you'd like to join us as well. Uh, But we're going to talk economy because as the 2024 election starts to heat up, okay, we just got news. And this is a big one, man. I've been telling you for days they want Biden off the ticket. Okay, nothing underscores that, highlights it, circles it, than the fact that we can confirm right here on the Fox News Channel, in addition to the first GOP primary debate, which takes place, uh, the second GOP primary debate, which takes place this Wednesday on Fox Business, Dana Perino, Stuart Varney doing the hosting. Look at that. Trotting out the varsity, if ever there was one. Okay, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida has agreed to debate Gavin Newsom of California in a one-on-one debate hosted by my man, Sean Hannity. You know, if you watch Hannity Thursday nights, you see me in studio. I've kind of put that show on the map, obviously. I mean, I think everybody would agree with that, right? You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. Whatever. Hannity's great, and I love doing a show, live audience show. But in any event, he is going to be hosting, this is real, a one-on-one debate between DeSantis and Newsom. Now, DeSantis, very much one of the GOP frontrunners. I'm not telling you he's going to get the nomination, But this is the debate America is clamoring for, if for no other reason than it's because of red state policies squaring off against blue state policies. Americans want this debate because it is a debate of substance. It's not a debate over sensationalism. Oh, Trump tweeted this. 
Biden told people he was Batman. I mean, Biden's a mess. Okay, Biden referred to LL Cool J over the weekend as LLJ Cool and then called him boy. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. But that's why Gavin Newsom is debating Ron DeSantis. Okay, do you realize, okay, this is, you know, Gavin Newsom keeps telling you he doesn't want to run. I'm not going to primary Biden. But he wouldn't be willing to take this position, engage in this national debate hosted by Hannity. Do you know how high the ratings are going to be for this? He's trying to make the case to replace Biden. Now, he's going to say every day between now and then, I want nothing to do with it. I'm not here, okay, to replace Joe Biden. I just want to have this debate. That is balderdash and hogwash and mm -hmm. But if you want to know why he's having that debate, here it is, clip 11. Two of the great artists of our time representing the groundbreaking legacy of hip-hop in America, LLJ Cool J. Uh, LLJ Cool J. By the way, that boy's got, that man's got biceps bigger than my thighs. Ooh. I think he's And MC Light, both of you, thank you. Because they both have the light off on the mic, you know, you're, uh, you're all here to listen to the new edition. Mike Bibbins, 40 years producing music that lifts our souls. I mean, LLJ Cool, and then he calls him boy. That man belongs in a nursing home, not in the White House. But that's who he is, and that's why Newsom had, you know, agreed to this debate. So Biden internally, okay, does not want to leave the ticket. Doesn't want to do the job. He spent most of his presidency in Delaware. But he needs to hold on to power because of the legal implications of letting it go. Okay, he wants to run again and win again so he can retain the pardon power that would allow him to absolve his family if, in fact, these investigations go as far up the flagpole as people expect them to. Okay, but internally, the Democrats, they've been, you know, they've been, it's not even internal, it's external now. Okay, day after day after day, we're getting one poll after another telling us that Biden is too old to run. Okay, we keep hearing it. Come on, man. We hear it all the time. We got an ABC News poll out right now that has Trump beating Biden in a head-to-head -head by 10 points right now. Trump beating Biden. Country is being destroyed by stupid people, by very stupid people. And that's why he's beating him. Trump wouldn't be beating Biden if it was just about Biden being an old doddering fool. He's beating Biden because he's running the country into the ground. And when the Democratic Party allows Gavin Newsom the permission to go debate DeSantis, you understand, Newsom is a party guy. If it was just about him, he would have primaried Biden six months ago. Look at the shape he's in. Look at the shape the country's in. Look at the polling on the guy. But he didn't go out and do that because he doesn't want to upset the party leaders the people who actually hold the levers of fundraising. He doesn't want to upset Nancy Pelosi with all the money she brings in. Nancy Pelosi is a total dingbat. Maybe so, but he also doesn't want to upset like a guy like Chuck Schumer, okay, who's going to give him permission to wear a bathing suit to the Senate if he visits. Chuck Schumer is a clown. Totally. But you dig is Gavin Newsom couldn't participate in this debate unless the party elites didn't give him permission to do so. He doesn't want to alienate any potential future run for the White House. But the future is here. That's the point. He is agreeing to engage in this debate 
because he wants to get out there and make the case for himself. And he wants enough Democrats to watch it and go, you know, what if? Because this is the deal. In the Democratic eye, Ron DeSantis is a wrestling heel. They hate him as much as they hate Trump. He's the guy who didn't mandate the vaccine. He's the guy that let the kids go back to school. He's the guy that didn't shut down his businesses but then go patronize them while everybody else was locked at home. Gavin Newsom is the antithesis of DeSantis. Gavin Newsom shut down public schools while sending his kids to private schools. That's just how white folks will do you. Gavin Newsom, that's the guy. Hey, can't go out to eat tonight. Sorry. Not safe. Can't go out to eat. You're going to have to stay home. And what did he do? He went to the French laundry. What a fraud. But that's who he is. And the Democrats on the left side of the aisle, COVID was such a politically divisive issue, because every issue is now, that people have stood their ground in support of their way being correct. There are people that wear masks to this day. They're crazy. Are you crazy? There's people getting their fifth and sixth booster shot. Right now, despite the fact that the first one didn't work. Are you stupid or something? It's not that they're stupid by trade. It's that our politics have become so emotional. We live in an era where people's emotions are their facts. And if you tell them, you sell them the self-righteousness of, well, you're smarter than the Republicans because you've got seven vaccines. Even though the promise on the original one wasn't, you know, borne out by people's experience with taking it. You'd have to be an idiot not to take it five or six more times. Am I right, you guys? And all the self-righteous Democrats who run on that moral superiority are like, yeah, Republicans are a bunch of murderers. They don't even want to take climate change advice from the people who don't follow the climate change advice. (laughs) Think about that. The people pushing COVID initiatives didn't follow them. That's everything you need to know about whether or not they're legitimate. That's true. That is true. No different than the climate. Every single person telling you to, you know, reduce your carbon footprint is expanding theirs while they pass the collection plate around the globe. Money, 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 money. This kind of debate allows them to put their policies in the ring against DeSantis and limited government policies like the ones he espoused in Florida. And the Democrats are crazy enough to think their policies work. Well, if you get out there and say people are, you know, racist, if, uh, you know, We're not doing enough down in Florida. They're banning books, they say, even though you can't read any of the books out loud in public because they're too graphic to be shown on TV. You know, the news networks where we show you war and beheadings and things being shot and stabbed in the street. Okay, the curriculum that they're reading in kindergarten classes is too graphic for us to play on TV between wars and beheadings, yet they're still pushing that into classrooms. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. Yes, but they tell you, oh, they're banning books in Florida. DeSantis can articulate his positions really, really well and will mop the floor with Gavin Newsom. Mop the floor with him if this is a policy debate. So I consider it a win for the Republican Party. Doesn't mean either guy will wound up being the nominee, but it means that both guys really, really, really want the gig. Okay, if you're Gavin Newsom and you think Biden's the guy and you have not just running California, you ain't going anywhere near this debate. But you're going in against DeSantis because he wants people to watch and get, you know, get fired up. Yeah, no, our guy. Uh, you know, he's younger, he's as sharper than Biden. He'd be great. That's what they're doing. This is not the debate that Joe Biden would ever sign off on if he wants to be the nominee again. This is the Democratic Party telling Joe Biden, you shut your mouth, old man. You want your pudding cup or not?
You do? All right. Well, don't watch Fox News on November the 30th because there's going to be a Democrat debating Ron DeSantis, and it ain't going to be you. Uh Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Huge trouble. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. Across America with Jimmy Fallon talking about Bidenomics as a new poll comes out today. It's an ABC poll, same one that had Trump beating Biden by 10 points in a head-to-head matchup. Okay, 44% of Americans believe they are worse off financially under Joe Biden's administration. 44% of Americans say that their Biden situation Okay, that the economy as a whole for them is worse off under him. A three-letter word, jobs, J-O-B-S, jobs. Now, that is significant. Why? Because those numbers are the highest in 37 years for a United States president. 37 years. This is the highest percentage of people that under a president have said they were worse off. This goes back 37 years. Years. Get him out of here. Get him out. Pete Booty Judge goes out to do the Sunday shows this week, and he's another long shot if Biden comes off the ticket. Pete Booty Judge is pathetic. He's good at not answering questions, though. So here is uh, Booty Judge asked. At first, let's start with high gas prices. He's asked why gas prices are going back up. Here's Martha Raddatz and Booty Judge, clip six. Gas prices are on the rise again. Gas prices. People look at that. No matter what you say about what you are trying to do, they are feeling it. They are feeling gas prices. They are feeling food prices. It's just not breaking through because they live their lives. They see it every day. Which is why we're prioritizing making life easier and more affordable for Americans. Again, it's one thing to point to a problem and, frankly, in some prices? quarters of the... Of, well, they're down from their peaks. They're higher than, than they were a few weeks ago. And the president will continue taking action, not just uh, to make sure that gas prices stay under control, but to make sure that Americans can afford the, our overall bills. I mean... This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. 
Okay. What are you doing about gas prices? Well, it's not just gas prices. Okay, all they're doing on gas prices is decimating our strategic petroleum reserves, something that are reserved for an act of war or Mother Nature, a storm. Okay, that's where they're called the SPR, strategic petroleum reserves. In case we are incapacitated and can't produce, we go into the reserves. But right now they're at the lowest level since 1984 because the Democrats have treated them like the strategic poll number reserves. If your poll numbers get low enough, we'll raid the reserves. We'll get the price down. But sadly, the prices continue to go up because of their energy problems. Okay, when Pete Booty just says, well, they're down off their high. You know who created the high? They did. Correct the mundo. Okay, down off the high makes it sound like, oh, that was going on. Then we shut up the town. No, no. They created that high. I think he's got a point. But here is more booty judge because he just tries to blame the GOP. Uh, clip seven. You know, when you look at a, a congressional Republican opposition that is literally against having insulin capped at $35, is against the caps on those out-of-pocket uh, costs, seems more concerned with tax cuts for the wealthy uh, than with actually solving these problems. That's when you see the real difference in approach. So even if uh, you have uh, agreement on an economic challenge, uh, like prices at the grocery store, you have two different ways of dealing with it. Our way of dealing with it is to invest in the supply side that, that uh, uh, for example, improves the supply chains, which in turn helps bring down those prices. It's to invest in making life more affordable every day for Americans. And the other side's talking about a shutdown. They're talking about government cuts that would, I mean, you want to talk about groceries? Uh, they're talking about something that would waitlist families that need access to support to be able to afford to feed their children. You are so full of shit. Nobody, you see, when you're arguing a pretend point, Republicans are not waitlist, waitlisting any parent who would want to feed their child. Do you understand? When you're having a fake argument, it's because the real one, okay, the real one does not reflect favorably on your party, okay? That's why we are where we are. When you get asked a question, what are you going to do about gas prices? Well, it's, we're doing everything we can to make life more affordable. We're investing. Uh, you know, the Republicans and in insulin, they don't want to feed your kids. Oh, Lordy Lord, he's desperate. Guys, if the guy won't answer the question straight on, it's because the answer is a bad one. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. You know when try, someone tries to set you up on a blind date? Hey, is she good looking? Really funny girl. Huh, how's she look? Well, you like sports. She loves sports. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, totally. Okay. Is she attractive? Well, I'll tell you. Okay. You went to Harvard or, you know, she went to Yale, both Ivy League. Okay. What he's basically telling you by not answering the question is that you're not going to like the answer if he gives you the truth. And that's where Pete Booty Judge is. He's setting you up on a blind date with a horse. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. They're playing Nas. Nas won all kinds of Grammys. He sang If I Ruled the World, which is it's the ambition of a single man. Okay? We're married. Look, if I ruled the living room, if I, if I could just rule like two-thirds of this apartment. Come on, Nas. Slow your roll, single guy. I just want to be ruled with a light hand. That's all I want. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't need to rule. I mean, yeah, can we have any say in our lives? That's where that's what we've been reduced to here under this administration. The host uh, of the Big Money Show, Brian Brenberg in the house. Hey, man. Yo. We, we are your last stop. We are your media uh, escort to the airport gate. You're flying out to Iowa. 
You're flying out to Iowa to do some Fox and Friends Diner stuff. This is that where you're heading this week? Yeah. By the way, I, I just realized I need to put the mic closer to me. Oh, you, you know you need. A, do you need a mic? To Wait, do when did radio? we start turning his mic on? We've, we've so been this doing is this for real, for actually. Years. This yeah, is amazing. Years. I've always, I felt like I've always tried out for this show. Yeah, and now no. we're finally You're doing actually it. on the show now, Brenda. No, Don't okay. screw it up. Well, now I'm really nervous. My gosh, where am I? <laughs> Who are you? Are you going to Iowa? Is that where you're going? I'm going to Iowa because oh, there are big things happening in Iowa over the next year, and we want to know what people think about that. And you're, and you're of course, and this makes sense that the network would want to do this. You're trying to capture sentiment in the lead up to the huge TV event taking place on Fox this week, which Absolutely. is me hosting the Saturday no, Night it, Show. There's nothing bigger than that, and that's probably it's when huge. the email came. You like, we've got to gauge voter sentiment ahead of Fela hosting that 10 p.m. It's show. critical to know what do people in Iowa think about this upcoming episode of <laughs> Some, Saturday Night. With and I know, Jimmy I know they said if you have time for a follow up, ask about the presidential. Yeah, I debate might on do Wednesday. that, but let's not force things. Yeah. You know, <laughs> no promises. You, you need to major in the majors, and right now that's what it's about. No promises. So he's majoring in Jimmy Fallon hosting Fox News Saturday night, this Saturday night at 10 p.m. He's minoring in the GOP debate. Uh, debate number two. Well, I think the big topic uh, of interest that most people are debating is Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. Let's just talk as sports fans for okay. a minute. Okay. I mean, we're not big celebrity gossip people one way or the other, although I am – I'm excited for the NFL if this brings new eyeballs. If, if you if you feel like sitting in the stands and explaining to someone next to you what a touchdown is, this is your Super Bowl. You know how come he didn't touch third base, you guys? Why are they doing that to each other? <laughs> they don't have one. <laughs> Isn't that a foul? <laughs> Why are they wearing helmets? This is so weird. Uh, but that'll no, be good for them. But I was uh, commenting earlier about this from the standpoint of. Sports and the history of high-profile athletes dating celebrities, in recent memory, it actually trended well. A-Rod dated Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson oh was with A-Rod in 09 when he won his one World Series as a Yankee. Really? And they would always show her in the bleachers because it was better than showing his locker full of injectables. <laughs> and it was like, surely it was the girl oh. from Almost Famous who got him over the top. Uh, who knows? But they did win a World Series. And I remember uh, Reggie Bush famously won a Super Bowl when he was dating Kim Kardashian, although he was not the focal point of that offense. Reggie Bush as a pro wasn't Reggie Bush as a college No, no, player. he wasn't. No, he wasn't. But, you know, there's but still so, Okay, so what you're saying is you've got some correlation here. Yeah. So this is good for the Chiefs. Yes. Now, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, see, I don't see how it would be bad. But I don't see. The, what about, like, the Yoko Ono effect? That she breaks up the band. You know, just what if she breaks up the band? Because you got Mahomes, and I don't know much about Mahomes' yeah, family situation, but I understand. They like the kind of like high clout. profile. They like the clout. It's not Mahomes. His wife yeah. and his brother are all over the gram. Yeah. But now imagine you fancy yourselves as chief influencers, okay? Uh, and T Swift comes rolling into town with an army of literally tens of millions. Really dwarfs by just, by comparison. I just think you know they they may not give peace a chance. Oh. with this whole thing, so there could be a rift. There. I don't know. I just I'm just saying, like she's. Uh, I mean, you know, some music's going to come out of it, mm -hmm. obviously, because that's yeah, I think yeah. why she dates oh, people. The the breakup album. If you get dumped by a guy, wins the Super Bowl. I mean, she'd win 31 Grammys. They would create categories to reward her in. If but she, he's so devoted to this, what if he? just categorically refuses to break up 
<laughs> he wants you know what that, I mean? He wants like, can music ring. come from that? Like, can she write that? Well, I she, don't think so. She did have a guy, though, at one point who did stalk her, so maybe. I don't know if she wrote about it, though. Because there was a guy that, like, broke into her house in Rhode Island, and he was found in her library. And everybody was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. She has a library, you know? <laughs> like, no way. It's not true. She works hard. She's sharp. But no, it's, 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 gonna, sure. it's interesting. Because I don't know where it's actually going to go. I, I just know that I think it'll be good for the economy. I think it'll be good for the NFL. And we're living at a time when... Things have gotten so rough, a New Jersey senator can't get by without smuggling gold bars. No, no. Life is tough out there. If you live in New Jersey, you know, you're doing business in Egypt, and you can only get, you know, a few. Should we be applauding Menendez? He is the one guy, after all of these emails over the years, that got the gold bars (laughs) out of Africa. You know how many princes have reached out to us over the years? No one who ever sent to Social Security got the gold bars. This guy pulled it off. He should write a book, like, how to make it happen, you know, because he did it. He knows the Nigerian prince. He figured it out. He got the money out. He got the used Mercedes. You're right. We have been looking at this all wrong. <laughs> Brian Brenberg's in studio. We're just, you know, we're calling balls and strikes over here as they'll be doing at football games. Now that Taylor <laughs> Swift fans are showing up. We're just calling balls and strikes. That's what we're no, doing. No, but it's true because she is, she has been the American economy mm-hmm. this last year. Listen, man. Like single-handedly. They have sold some tickets and boosted hotel revenues, right? Yeah. Restaurant revenues. <laughs> Across the board, credit cards around the country uh-huh. are maxed out. Yeah. Because and, of that. And think about how many more flasks of booze have been sold from dads who didn't want to watch this crap but took their <laughs> nine year old daughters to concerts. Oh, that's so true. That's so true. I don't doubt there are some that genuinely like her music. I don't disparage it. Like, I'm not a, a, a Swifty. That doesn't mean I don't like her. I actually watched her documentary and I, I'm obsessed with process. I love le- learning how yes. people work. Yes. Um, and I loved her documentary. It's uh-huh. a self produced documentary about how she writes and when she writes. Actually, I genuinely enjoyed it as someone who's like totally. a creature of process and everything like that. Uh, but I don't, like, have ten of her songs on a playlist somewhere. Yeah. And it's not that I'm, I would be, like, ashamed to. Like, she has a country song I love, Tim McGraw, that uh, mm-hmm. Jenny played uh, for me when I first met Jenny. Like, Jenny was, like, my intro to country music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I already had a background in gorgeous women with low self-esteem. <laughs> that was my whole dating history. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so, women who didn't know their market value. Uh, but Taylor Swift knows her market value. She's Taylor Swift. She's a big deal. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes. But this is what I wanted to discuss with you, okay? And I'm fascinated by this, and I want your take as someone who hosts the Fox Business Show. Uh, what the White House is trying to spin the economy as is essentially a messaging problem. Pete Booty Judge was talking yesterday to Martha Raddatz about, you know, what are you going to do about gas prices and, you know. He just went message. Well, you know, the Republicans in this insulin deal. <laughs> gas prices. Yeah, which we're not putting insulin in cars last night. Who checked. cares about gas? You know, Nobody's even, concerned about that. What are we even talking about? <laughs> but the point is when they tell you it's a messaging problem, like I find it insulting uh, for, on two levels. The first one being it's insulting your intelligence because the average person doesn't rely on the White House message to determine what they think of the economy. Right. They, they rely on their bank accounts message. The bank account sends a very powerful message. In the history of your life, as a guy raising a family, have you ever been balancing the checkbook and been like, I don't know, let's see what the I White House Biden says about, about this. this. I, I don't think these numbers are adding up. I got nothing left, apparently, but let me check in with the president. Oh, it's okay. Maybe this is okay. okay. Maybe I'm okay. I, I need a third opinion, maybe. I'll ask Buttigieg what he thinks. Is I he just, on somewhere? I just borrowed money from a man named Rocco at 35% interest. <laughs> But maybe my finances are fine. Let's see what the White House is saying. It turns out I'm not, not going to break my knee. It's not going to work. But you know what? You can do that if if you genuinely don't know. I mean, if you genuinely are so out of touch with what people are doing, yep. I think you can get to the point somehow where you can 
fake yourself into telling that story. That's why the president's always repeating the stories that never happened. Because he's just like you do it enough, you fake yourself into it. So these guys are like, oh no, it's economy's good, man. It's it's good. We just we just have not gotten the message out there. You, you know, the problem is all you people focusing on things like goods and gas and, you know, you're not looking in the right corner. It's like in, they're pulling a Wesley Snipes in White Men Can't Jump. <laughs> Wesley Snipes tells Woody Harrelson, he's like, white people, you listen to Jimi Hendrix, but you can't hear him. That's what they're telling us on the You economy. can't hear Binomics. You, <laughs> you, you can't hear. You listen to Binomics, you can't hear Binomics. You can't see. You we can't hear. how good we have it. This is amazing. Just open your eyes, people, to the bounty around you. (laughs) Just open your eyes. That's what they're doing to us now. They're Wesley snipesing us on the economy. I can't. It's an outrage. But I love it. It's like, you know, if the Democrats are running the Titanic, they're like, no, no, it's a good cruise. It just had a messaging problem. (laughs) You know, they made that movie saying it was bad, you know. Since a couple thousand people drowned, time was you'd look at the upside. How much shorter was the buffet line on the next cruise? Huh? No one talks about it. you're looking at ice it baths the are really good for you. You know they take <laughs> you know, down inflammation. Yeah, people talk about inflammation. They talk about the clarity you get in Everyone's the brain. Everyone's doing that. No one's yeah. Think about it. They were pioneers, is what they were. Now you got guys on Fox and Friends selling those ice baths. <laughs> the Titanic ahead of its time. That's what Pete Buttigieg would tell you. You're like, what is even going on? It's crazy, but it's, it's fascinating exercise because. Like, it shows such an indifference to what people are going through. Like, remember we were joking about this with gas prices when Pete Buttigieg, and it was a familiar refrain about, yeah, if you're worried about the price of gas, buy a $66,000 electric right, car. Right. Like, you're not offering them a serious debate. You know, you're not offering – it's, no. it's not an option. So if your response to, like, people suffering is a pretend option, okay, you're really showing an indifference to them. Yeah, so, you're you're putting yourself in the you know let them eat cake yeah. category of arguments, which historically have not played well yeah. with the public. Isn't it wild? And and uh, and it's so funny. Like with AOC, I don't know if it was yesterday or today. Yeah. She gets asked about the Tesla, uh-huh. and she gives a brilliant answer. Wow. Well, I was kind of concerned about the range. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're still looking into it. <laughs> like, no kidding. Duh. Is that where you are? Duh. That's the most relatable thing you have ever, ever said. said in your life. Spot on. But she also prefaced it with, well, it was bought during the pandemic. Yeah. And like just the word pandemic gives you an excuse for not knowing <laughs> yes. what direction to go in. Right. Sure, I tweet that Elon Musk is the devil every other day. But I own one of his cars because, you know, the pandemic. Time was. Pandemic makes you do crazy things. There was, a, there was a stat out there that said during the pandemic, support the person financially you hate the most <laughs> by buying one of their automobiles. It was just all dumb. It's all performance art. But that's the thing that drives me crazy is like these are not serious people. And I grew up believing there were serious people running things. But I think the memo is out now. I think when you look at the Biden polling, I think you know what the real tell is. And we've confirmed this as a network. I don't know if you caught this. Hannity is hosting a DeSantis Newsom debate November 30th. There was a rumor about that. that. We just confirmed that. No kidding. That is a real thing. And you know how much influence, you know, the DNC has in what Newsom does. Like, I believe him and to a lesser extent Hillary are trying. They both would like to run. They yeah. can at the moment. Yeah. So I think they're trying to make it look like their hand was forced. Every time someone puts them in front of a microphone, they go, well, Biden's the guy. Uh-huh. He's the best guy uh-huh. ever. Yet for some reason, why are they still going in front of microphones? That is, he, he's yeah. not being primaried. So why are you out there stumping for him unless uh-huh. 
You're uh-huh. stumping for yourself. Oh. Do you see? Oh. Finkel is Einhorn. Finkel is Einhorn. I Einhorn. Gavin Newsom has a dolphin called Snowflake <laughs> in the governor's mansion <laughs> that he doesn't care because he doesn't live in the governor's mansion in Sacramento. He'll put a smelly dolphin in there. Uh, He's got you Snowflake the dolphin. You have untangled this. In Ace Ventura 3, Gavin Newsom has the dolphin. <laughs> But again, if he is debating DeSantis, right? The party knows that undermines Biden. They don't. That doesn't. It doesn't benefit Biden. It, you know what? You're connecting some big time dots. I actually here. think I am though. But you know what? It's so funny. I thought about that reference, that quote you just gave this morning, because I posted a picture of Dan Marino. Did you though? On the cardboard glory. Oh, wall. the cardboard the, glory wall where the baseball cards because are. Because of the the Dolphins seventy points that they put up, and uh, I immediately thought about which way the laces are facing. And right now, I think you've just shown us uh-huh. which way the laces are well, facing. Well, laces out for maybe for Newsom. That's but I right. think they're holding them in for I, Biden. I think laces are in for Biden right now and laces are out for Newsom. There's no way they could let this go on. If I mean, at the very least, we are, and we've said this before on the show, you and me have said this to you. If you've been to the wedding where people are muttering under their breath, they can't believe this couple's getting married, and there's that speak now or forever hold your peace moment in the, in the yeah. church, I think in the Democratic Party, they know the filing deadline is, you know, coming up, rapidly yeah. approaching for yeah. some of these states. Uh, and I think they're in that moment now where yeah. they are. Some of them are speaking. Some of them are speaking. And the fact that Newsom is out there doing this debate, there'd be no reason for him to be doing it mm-hmm. other than the fact that he wants to go. Well, I know I said Biden was the guy. But as it turns out, we've got no choice. Look at the polling. There is no there is zero upside for Biden in that debate. Zero. Absolutely. Even if like if Newsom crushed it. Zero upside. Zero Biden. upside. If he lost, zero upside. Yeah. There's no upside. There's no scenario where he gets an ounce of upside. You know, what if we trotted out a guy 45 years younger who could articulate your policies better than you could without calling him LLJ cool <laughs> and then insulting him <laughs> along the way? Uh, what if we trotted out that guy, uh, you know, a central casting movie governor from Hollywood, <laughs> 45 years your junior? Because like he said, if he does great, Biden screwed because they go, this should be the guy. Look nope. how he beat up DeSantis. And if he sucks, it's like, oh, so the Biden policies, but they suck. Right. Coming out Everything the is guy. rotten all the way through. So there's no way there's he's okay. zero upside. It cannot possibly. And everybody knows that. Wow. So what do you think they're doing? You think they're lying to him? They're like DeSantis is debate. They're going to tell him it's Gavin from Fox and Friends. <laughs> no, no, it's the EP of Fox and Friends. That's who he's debating. That's it's Republican on Republican. No, it's a different Joe. Gavin do It's it's Gavin Rossdale from Bush. Do you remember the movie Bush? Wait, I thought he ran. He already served two terms. Like, there's no way they can even tell him there's a thing. But you know, we always talk about how Biden's not in charge and he's not calling the shots. Yeah. If he is calling the shots, there's no way he'd let this happen. No, no, unless his hand is forced. Yep. Wow. Now Brent you know. Burke. You know, this started off with some Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift analysis, but we really took it to the top. We got there. We got there, man. That, I'm say, that's why you listen to this show. It sounds ridiculous, but that's how you find the truth because nope. we're not observing any boundaries. Orson Welles broke all the rules of movie making to create Citizen Kane. Did you know that? And then, like, he did a lot of things because he wasn't steeped in movie, yeah. you know, culture. Right. And so he just instinctively went where the road took him. And that's what we did here. It's not it's Citizen Candy Cane. You know, <laughs> Citizen Big Daddy Cane, the rapper. I don't know that we're going to win the Oscars and the Platitudes, <laughs> but the point is we're solving problems. I think what we're trying to say is you're welcome, America. That's right. The great Brian Benberg. Watch him every day, especially tomorrow on Fox & Friends. Mm. Critics are calling it the show of the year. Personally, I think we got hosed on that call. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. 
Whoa. Fox Cross America with Jimmy Fallon. We were in the bottom of the ninth. Former President Trump is going to speak in Somerville, South Carolina, in response to the new poll that came out showing him beating Biden by 10. You're about to hear the greatest speech you've ever heard. you got to miss Trump's modesty on some level. Now, we're not carrying that because the show's over. <laughs> hey! Uh, but we will, of course, address it tomorrow. Uh, I will undoubtedly bring it up on TV. I'll be on the bottom line tonight with David McDowell and Sean Duffy. But that is the reality, okay? As we get on the air and get off the air today, an ABC poll has Trump beating Biden by 10 points. Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. And if you needed any further evidence, I've been telling you this for weeks, Gavin Newsom has agreed to debate Ron DeSantis one-on-one on Fox News Channel, hosted by Sean Hannity, November the 30th. Believe me, that is not going on unless the DNC has signed off on it, meaning it is a very bad look for Biden. I've been telling you for as long as any of us can remember. I bet Sean Hannity on his own show on the air, 500 bucks, Biden won't be the nominee. Joe Biden is not going to be the nominee. I agree with that. There's no world where he will. It just it can't happen, okay? Yesterday he called LL Cool J LLJ Cool, which is embarrassing, but not as embarrassing as the racial term he dropped uh, a second later. This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. But you've got this reality that people who have either run for president in the past or are being bandied about as future candidates like Newsom and Hillary, they're on TV every day right now making the case for Biden. But why are they really doing that unless they're making the case for themselves? I'm telling you, that boy's a genius. So perhaps the only person madder than Biden about Newsom doing a debate is Hillary Clinton. This is not okay. She ain't happy that Newsom might get out there and steal her thunder, make the case to replace Biden with Newsom. Come on. Back up, you creep. She does not want that going down. It's going to get crazy. Show's over. I'll see you on Fox and Friends in the morning. Ingram Angle tomorrow night. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a... From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.